Hi, I'm John. Welcome to episode 3 of Beholding Out for a Hero, where the sidetrack is the main track. This is an actual play D&D podcast, but you don't need to know anything about D&D to enjoy it. There'll be plenty of wacky hijinks for everyone to enjoy. Enjoy, enjoy. That's it. We hope you enjoy episode 3 of Beholding Out for a Hero. And then, one, two, three. Oh, that sounded so off. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Again, I will allow it. It will not be fine. (laughs) It will not be fine. That was so bad. Close enough. Close enough. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Now I just line it up based on who panics at the clapping noise, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Beholding Out for a Hero. A D&D podcast between friends. Uh, I am your DM, the the DM, not, I guess not your DM. <laughs> take that out, take that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not cutting anything out, Nico. <laughs> that stays. Uh, take two. I am the DM for this podcast. And our question for the characters this session is, how would your character have snuck onto the train to uh, do a little train heist? Um, I don't know. Uh, go, go, Ashley. No! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Ashley. I play Miki, the tiefling bard. I don't think you understand how straight-laced my character is, and me as an extension, she would have just bought a ticket as a passenger. No sneaking, no breaking the law. Like, minor breaking the law to, you know, steal from the guy as we're doing now, but, like, getting onto the train, no risk, no reward. So she would buy a ticket to perform a train heist. The ultimate thievery. <laughs> With credit! <laughs> Miki might just be in the wrong party. <laughs> Miki, by the end of this campaign, will have had a full mental breakdown, and it's fine. <laughs> Just one mental breakdown? This is going to be Miki's villain origin story. (laughs) (laughs) Gem and Kitty will corrupt her soon enough. (laughs) That's the plan. (laughs) Campaign 2, BBEG, Miki. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for once, Gem actually did the straight lace thing and bought a ticket. Uh, But usually she would just... Well... Jumping on as it's moving as it's leaving the station is just the best way to do things. (laughs) But climbing the roof is always a good alternative. (laughs) Hi, I'm Elaine. I play Kitty with an IE. I am the artificer gnome who thinks she's human. Because I was told that. Kitty would probably be in a cargo box. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) I realized I didn't introduce myself. I just went straight into the answer. <laughs> I missed the first question. It's just always my downfall in an exam. <laughs> you want to record that real quick? <laughs> yeah, hold on. Hi, I'm Raina. I play Gem, G-E-M, uh, the Elven Rogue. There you go. I think I knew your name was spelled G-E-M, but in my brain, every time we reference Gem, my brain was like, no, J-E-M. Yeah, like the singer. <laughs> <laughs> Already. Oh, who's doing the intro? Elaine did the intro last time, so it has to be not Elaine. Should I do it? 
<laughs> Here's a summary of events that I wasn't here to witness. <laughs> Probably Reyna then, because John is not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. I think because Miki did one, right? No, not oh. maybe for like a episode zero or like a like a just a we hang out and play one shot. The word is one shot. <laughs> Or the espresso, as you call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah. I think Kitty has been the only one in the official start. To be fair, there's only been one recap. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, I feel like we played so much more than <laughs> We have. We did one shots that weren't one shots. But... <laughs> Math, that old enemy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jem's doing this summary? That means in two weeks, I will be completely taken by surprise if it's me. <laughs> For no good reason. I'll be like, what? All right. So we hatched this plan to go get back at whatever this guy was. I don't know. The cook and the bartender really wanted us to get back at him for whatever reason. And we were just kind of like, okay, yeah, sure. We'll do it. And so we got in, you know, got in, got him drugged, he fell asleep. We got to the back. Come to find out, he has these two giant things that are just floating around and doing a bunch of damage. I don't know. I think someone probably died. But just in the nick of time, I grabbed the body of the of the poacher, and we brought him back, waved him around like a little meat sack. And then, you know, that was it. We were good. We were, we were solid. We were golden. And uh, we found, I guess, a dragon? I don't know. It's none of my business. I'll leave it to the to the animal lovers out there. And we're just gonna get out of here before any sort of guards show up. And there you go. I so badly wanted Kitty to start interrupting and be like, no, 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 it was this way. And like, interrupt with <laughs> wrong information. <laughs> just like, no, no, but this happened, but it didn't happen. <laughs> Jen being a reliable narrator? Why would she do that? <laughs> Alrighty, with that, um, I believe we last left off with everyone had just entirely looted the, the train car. There is no more loot to be had, except for the greatsword that doesn't fit anywhere in anyone's bags. Oh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Last session, I picked up all the perfumes in two bucks. Yes. Yes, you did. Can I get the names of the bucks and also the scent notes of the perfumes? Yes. Um, as you open... One of the perfumes, uh, one of the perfumes smells like old leather and smoked wood. Both scents, um, this is one perfume. Both scents individually would smell fine. Together, it just kind of smells like burning leather. It's not great. The second one, (laughs) the second one smells like pine and rum is what it says on the bottle. Um, and this one is significantly better than the last one. And it smells um, more so of of the, the spices you would find in a darker rum, and with uh, hints of pine. This one's not nearly as offensive, but it can come on a little strong. Uh, as for the books, there are three books. There is one book that is titled Royal Rendezvous, um, and the cover has the uh, a male protagonist up against a wall in like the boobs butt shot peeking over <laughs> from a dark wall, looking into a well-lit ballroom chamber um, in the background. Um, and in the background, 
in that ballroom chamber, uh, there is a uh, fancy-looking noble lady talking with somebody else in the doorway. Our man's a trashy romance novel enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is a boobs butt shot? It's okay. So I think like superhero movies where like you can see someone's butt, their butt is facing you, but then their head and their chest are like swiveled around to where like you can see like the profile of the boobs and the face. Uh... You know, that's that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, but this is an important question. Does he have those double D's? <laughs> yes you can tell from this cover he does (laughs) so it's like um that old captain america one where they just made him way too big Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's pretty bad (laughs) the second book uh has a plain cover uh a plain brownish cover um that is uh that has a gold embossed uh lettering and a gold embossed rabbit with a vest it's a simple illustration there, this one is titled Folk Tales, collected by Haribald Tinyfoot. Um, and then the third book is um, called Aundarian Honor. And this one, uh, this cover shows a picture of a hero in armor um, amidst a battlefield of battered corpses with a sword raised in the air. And there is a beam of light shining down on this hero. Those are the three books. I would assume it's like an adventure fantasy book? Um, there is no summary on any of these books, so you're just gonna have to read them. I guess I take all three books. I take Royal Rendezvous with trepidation. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Jem would like this book. Hey! (laughs) I got taste! (laughs) Perfect. Although, I might... I think I put the leather and smoked wood perfume back in the chest. (laughs) Good choice. It smells terrible. (laughs) Should have known medieval Waluigi has no taste. (laughs) With that, everyone had split the loot, um, and the twins are looking to... They they look like they're um, trying to to get ready to leave, gathering their stuff, uh, repacking their their bags. Uh, Perrin is still trying to the, to coax the lion out. Have we opened the side door yet? No, the side door is not open yet. Okay. No, no, I thought we opened it last time. Did we? She, like, rolled for the locks and everything. I think we, we unlocked everything. Both cages, I know both cages are unlocked for sure. Um, the side door is unlocked as well. I don't know if the side door is actually open or not. Yeah, we didn't open open. We unlocked, but we didn't open the lion cage. And then we opened the dragon cage and I was talking to the dragon. I don't remember where we left off there, though. The dragon is still skittish of uh, everyone here, although was uh, tentatively speaking to Kitty. Miki's going to turn around to Perrin and Illidan and be like, so what are you two doing with these two? Uh, Well, the plan was to take them home, I guess. Got to figure out where that is. But I bet they'll know. And Illid- you look at Illidan and he just kind of shrugs. <laughs> Can you guys speak to the dragon? Yeah, I thought you couldn't talk to either of these animals. I mean, yeah. So? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn to the dragon. Can you understand these schmucks when they're talking? And I'll, like, point my thumb at Illidan and Perrin. And uh, the dragon's gonna shake its head no. 
Well, he doesn't know common. Hmm. Well, the dragon told us he came from a desert of some sort, but isn't sure where exactly. Would Tobias have some sort of ledger or something on him that would say where he captured these animals from? Mm, on his body? Or in his personal effects? When you're looking through the suitcases in the, the cargo unit, there, there were none. Then I guess I'm rifling through his clothes. Already. Uh, you, you, you can take your time to thoroughly rifle through his clothes. He doesn't seem to keep much uh, on his person except for uh, a coin purse that has uh, no, no, another, another 15 gold pieces. Ooh, well, I'm taking that, yeah. Wait, he had two coin purses on him? Yeah, we already looted them. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Fuck, okay. Oh, true. Never mind. <laughs> Erase. Go away. Bye-bye. I was like, ooh, more money. <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> Edit it out. <laughs> okay, so there was a bag of beads in the luggage. I am going to pull out my thieves tool from my bag of holding, and I'm going to use my right tool for the job feet that I get as an artificer, and I'm going to use my thieves tools to create jeweler's tools. And with the jeweler's tools, I'm going to take two different color beads, one red and one blue. Um, before you do that, could you check yes. your feet again? I think it, you have to take a full hour to create another set of tools. Oh, never mind. I could be wrong, though. Screw that. <laughs> nope, you're right. It's an hour. Listen, that's a problem for when we're back in the dining car, okay? We can just get some pancakes and you can make new tools. <laughs> <laughs> can I do this with my smith tools then? Because I just have them. Or my tinker tools. I was going to make a necklace out of two of the beads. Out of the, the uh, beads that are like organic material? Yes, if they are different colored. Uh, they're all a uniform protein bar brown. Oh yeah, they're unseasoned dirt. <laughs> then I'm going to... <laughs> I'm going to reach in my bag and see if there's anything that's two different colors that I can make into a necklace. Yeah, there's probably, uh, I don't know, bits and baubles you've, you've picked up from various places um, that you can you can get two, two different color necklace things, yeah. Alright, I'm going to hold the one that's closest to red and the one that's closest to green to the dragon, and then I'm going to hold them up to him, and I'm going to say, if you think you're getting close to where you live, show them this, and I'll wave the green one, and if you think you're getting further away from where you live, show them this, and I'll wave the red one. Ooh, smart. Aww. And the dragon's going to nod. Okay. Is the dragon colorblind? <laughs> uh, not that Jem would know, but no. <laughs> it's just an important above the table question. <laughs> because red and green is always the first one to go. Knowing Kitty, though, uh, whatever Kitty had, had scavenged from her bag would probably be two, two different shapes as well. Okay. I will attach it to the dragon somehow, and I'll look very intensely at Perrin and Illidan. You take care of him. Perrin matches you with an equally serious um, stare and nods. We'll do our best to get him home. Okay. All right. Awesome. I'm going to slide open the side door. Alrighty, I guess this is uh, where we say goodbye. And uh, Perrin's going to try to uh, get on the lion. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, let us know how that one goes. But can Perrin roll animal handling for us? Yeah, we gotta know. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, you know, it doesn't work out well. The oh, lion no. uh, is too fidgety and ends up uh, like kind of rearing, rearing up and tossing him off. And he's like, eh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you when you see it. And he, uh, coaxing the lion out, jumps out of the train, the moving train car. Um, and the lion does follow suit. And Illidan gives you guys a wave as well uh, before jumping off as well. Bye. I'm going to give him like a two-fingered wave, like a salute. So both uh, twins and uh, both animals have hopped off the train car. Dragon with one last look back towards Kitty before it jumps off as well. And uh, you are left in an empty, looted train car with Tobias's unconscious body. I'm going to close this. We should probably put him back. Well, we did briefly discuss, or maybe I just thought of it, locking him in the lion cage. (laughs) I don't remember discussing that. I don't remember that discussion. (laughs) Don't remember that discussion either. So it must have just happened in my head. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote it down, and I was like, ooh, that's a good idea. (laughs) Kitty's down. If we're not going to get caught doing it, Miki has little complaints against this. How long has it been since he knocked out? Uh, checking the time, you uh, there are about 40 minutes left where Tobias is going to be unconscious, and uh, you have another 30 minutes after that uh, until the train gets into the station. We're fine! <laughs> 30 minutes after that? Oh man, I forgot. Okay. Yeah, we, because it was like 60 minutes, 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Okay. Okay, let's lock him in the lion cage. Ooh, what about the dragon cage? Oh, the dragon cage <laughs> is very small, yeah. Will he fit? Will he fit? Yeah, would he fit? Yeah, uh, he, he fits. It's like uh, like five feet by, by five feet, uh, like kind of cube shaped. Oh, yeah. He, he can't stand up fully. But, you know, he can, like, sit down comfortably. Like, it's enough space. Oh, yeah. Is it, like, five feet tall as well? Five feet by five feet by five feet? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, let's put him in the dragon cage. All right. Make him uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, easy enough. Uh, he is unconscious. You can stuff his unconscious body into the dragon's cage and lock it. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Dust my hands off. Let's go. Let's go have some drinks or like some pancakes or something. Well, there's no cook anymore. Or bartender. (laughs) I was going to say that. Can we like take over the kitchen and forcibly make ourselves something to eat? (laughs) Because right, have we eaten? There's also no one in there anymore, right? Well, we don't know. Somebody else could have gone in after us and then just not had any employees to tend to them. Yeah, since you guys have all been to the the galley, uh, you have you have seen that the kitchen area is it, it the same train car as like the general crew quarters. So chances are there will be people in there, but you guys have eaten dinner um, since uh, this this plan was after dinner. Okay, I say we go in there to like make an alibi kind of thing. I was also gonna say we could go back into our compartment and split. The loot. I know we already split the money, but 
I got all these other goodies that we can decide who wants what. That's true. Does anyone want some uh, some of this uh, unseasoned dirt? I will pass. <laughs> Thank you. Are you sure? I'm 100% positive. Also, I think we should split the loot not on the same train we took the loot from. Gotcha. Like a hotel room in Sharn or something? Well, we got, you know, there's my place, and if my calculations are correct, we should, you know, get there ahead of time, so. We could. Ahead of time of what? We probably want to leave as soon as possible. Mm. Yeah, you're right. I'll just grab my stuff and go. Nico, would Miki have accommodations in Sharn or arranged for anything? Uh, I don't know. That's up to you. Whether or not Miki has like been staying in Sharn long term. Um, if Miki has been staying in Sharn long term, then you would probably... Um, have have a a place in Sharn. Otherwise, it would probably just be like even if you've like just traveled back to Sharn frequently, it'd probably be like you stay at a particular inn and they know you and like there's they usually try to keep a room free for you. That sort of thing. I think Miki would be the type of person who would keep traveling and maybe has like an inn she's familiar with. But I think like I probably spend most of my time in either like on there or Carnis over Breland. Yeah, yeah. Then um you you probably uh don't have a place in Sharn. Okay. Do I have a favorite inn? Uh sure. What's the name of the inn? Oh boy. <laughs> uh that is not something I have pulled up. That's the wrong mouse. You go tell me what my favorite inn is now. What's my favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> See, you think Nico means computer mouse, but actually Nico just has a bunch of mice running around and they all have different prompts written on them. <laughs> yeah, they're all in um they're all in like those icing bags. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's to keep them nice and neat. Are they really cute and tiny with giant ears? Uh yep, yep, absolutely. Of every color and and um pattern you can think of. The purple one with spots is my favorite. Uh your favorite in is called, uh, oh boy, these are all terrible names. <laughs> Let's try again. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a terrible name. Pick one with a terrible name, yes. Okay, your favorite inn is the Wet Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> the Wet Eagle? The Wet Eagle. <laughs> you said terrible, I didn't think you would be that bad. <laughs> I will warn you ahead of time, Nico. I need a backstory to this name. <laughs> and I'm definitely going to ask oh, the boy. innkeeper or something. Okay. Oh, don't go there today because I haven't prepared it. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. All right. So, uh, dining car, make sure we're seen. Yeah. Yeah. Also, a, I have a favorite in 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 in. Sharn, if you guys, <laughs> and uh, my favorite in in Sharn is <laughs> I can't say this name. <laughs> Sorry, you asked for a bad name. <laughs> I asked for a name. <laughs> my favorite in in Sharn is the Wet Eagle. If you two would, um, it's I'm sorry. If you two wouldn't 
The what? <laughs> it is rather unfortunately named. I know. But it's the what? <laughs> it definitely sounds like a respectable establishment. Oh, no. It's barely on the edge of that. But that makes it fun. Sounds swankier than where we've stayed. Nico, would I, would I know this place? Um, let me look at a map real quick. <laughs> yeah, is it on the... I hope it's not on the good side of town, but this does sound like something a one percenter would name. <laughs> I'm imagining it as like a dive bar type of inn. Like, definitely lock the door, but you're not going to get murdered, probably. Most likely. <laughs> You probably wouldn't be particularly, like, personally familiar with this inn because uh, you're you're kind of familiar with a few districts, and uh, wherever this inn is, it's not in one of those districts. Okay, would I have heard of it though? Um, how much traveling does Jem do in and out of Sharn? I mean, I imagine on business quite a bit. Okay, yeah, you would probably uh, know that this is one of the inns in uh, Roan's Gate. An inn? Which is, what's it called? Like a common stop for travelers sort of thing. In, I'm sorry, Roan's Roan's Gate, Gate. yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, yeah, you know what? I think I have heard of that place. It's not terrible. A name like that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Um, I mean, it's not great. Yeah, you would also know, Jem, uh, besides the poor choice in name, it's it's one of the better inns in the area. Okay. Is that saying something, or...? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not, like, remarkably better, but, like, it, it again, like, like, uh, uh, Ashley had said, it's, it's not, um, like, y- you're gonna, you still want to go and lock the doors, but you're not gonna get murdered. Mm-hmm. Well, I usually sleep... In the alley next to the baker shop. Or the butcher shop. I don't think we need to do that this time. We can definitely afford an inn, especially with the platinum and gold we just got. This is true, and the farther away we are from my place, the better. Which part of town is your place in? (laughs) Reminds me. (laughs) Uh, Dragon eyes. Dragon eyes. Dragon eyes? Does that mean anything to me, Nico? Two locals. <laughs> <laughs> you would probably know that Dragon Eyes is um, known for various. It's kind of um, one of the lower class entertainment districts. So you would probably have been in there at some point. Um, there are a variety amount of, of shows um, and brothels and street performances. In, in that district. So you, you'd be familiar with it, though. I don't know how much time Miki would spend there. I feel like with Miki's background, she probably stays in areas like that. Or like, maybe she doesn't stay in an area like that, but that's where she spends most of her time when she's awake. Yeah, then uh, you, you know you know uh, exactly the kind of place that, that Jen uh, is talking about when she says that she, she lives there then. Okay, cool. All right. So we head back to the dining car. If I have a deck of cards, I'll... Oh, no, wait. I wouldn't. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have nothing. (laughs) I forget. I don't have anything. (laughs) 
Do I have a deck of cards? Go ahead and roll a d20 for me. 19. Yes, you do. Is this what you're looking for? And pull out my deck. Yes. Alright. Let's play. And for the remainder of the 30 minutes, you guys uh, lay low and play. Are you guys playing in the dining car or in your, your compartment? I'm actually going to very loudly play whatever we play. Maybe like Slapjack <laughs> or something. Something that really draws a lot of attention for like mm-hmm. spoons. <laughs> something that could very quickly turn to violence if we played it right. Where though? Uh, in the dining car? In one of the passenger cars? Yeah, the dining car. Dining car? Okay. Can do, can do. I will say Kitty is going to break the rules, not because she's meaning to break the rules, but because she doesn't really know the rules. <laughs> That's okay. There are no rules. <laughs> uh, if we're playing any game that involves like stealing or slapping from stuff, eventually Miki just kind of starts like letting Jem take everything out of her, <laughs> like all of her exuberance. She's just like. No, you can have it. No, come on, you gotta play it with gusto. I just... Your nails are really long, okay? And what about it? It's fine. It's a party foul. Miki's gonna, like, out of her bag, put on one of her rings and be like, Alright, fine. Yeah. (laughs) Bust it out, girly. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) No prisoners, ever. (laughs) For the remainder of the 30 minutes that you guys have, uh, there is a very boisterous game of spoons. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you do get a, a few looks from some crew members as they're passing passing the dining car, going back into the, the crew quarters. Uh, but the, they don't um, seem to, I don't know, regard you as suspicious or anything. We're just annoying. <laughs> and when the, when the time comes, uh, you do hear the train uh, announcer, the train call speaker system go off again we will be arriving in sharn shortly uh prepare for departure the estimated uh wait time uh is about five minutes and then the uh you can feel the the train start to to slow down as um you see more i guess not not particularly in the dining car because they're still in the dining car but there is a, a noise of people waking up and shuffling around and the the crew um you can see a lot of crew from the uh, crew quarters begin to pass by the dining car to go further down the train. Do either of you need to grab bags or anything? Nope. One minute. I'm I'm trying to decide whether or not Miki has a bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no bag, no possessions. Miki does not have a bag. Anything she needs. Well, that feels strange. Miki has a small bag that she needs to go get from, like, the general quarters, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you return your, to uh, your the, the room that you had, and you see uh, a bunch of other people also pulling their stuff from uh, their, their quarters and getting ready to uh, line up near um, the car door opening thing. The where you get off the train car. <laughs> okay, I'll probably, like, make eye contact. Like, anyone who's, like, looking at me as I walk by, I'll make eye contact and, like, smile and nod at them. Just for, like, visibility's sake. Uh, yeah. 
so far of uh, the passengers, they seem to be just sleepy, ready to get off the train. Nobody seems to be paying you much mind. You hear, uh, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. <laughs> Is Kitty still in her atrocious dress? <laughs> no, Kitty, Kitty changed that way before you did, remember? She stripped naked in the... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, thank God. <laughs> uh, but she's, she's currently pushing her way past people. Like, she's probably half everybody's height. She's just pushing them over... Or, like, getting them out. She, she's headed to the door, basically. She wants to be the first person. Jem will help out wherever Kitty falls short. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, if, uh, if whoever is keeping an eye out for just generally people or or kind of the vibe, um, go ahead and roll a insider perception check. Yeah, I was also going to say, as she pushes her way up, she's looking for people she recognizes. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I don't want to say uh, nervous. Nervous is a strong word, but <laughs> cautious. You're not nervous until you get the touchdown and shot. <laughs> you have nothing to worry about. It's fine. <clears throat> yeah, that's a big reason to be nervous. That's going to be 18. <laughs> uh, that's a t- 10 from Kitty. Okay. Unfortunately, Kitty, you can't see much past uh the crowd of people's bodies you've realized once you push to the front of the door like you're right next to the door and you're looking around you you only see bodies around you gem on the other hand um from where you can see you can see that um there are a few crew members that are seem to be nervously talking to each other and like gathering more crew members <laughs> there seems to be some sort of issue okay well, i wonder what's going on i'm just gonna mutter about like oh i wonder what's going on over there you know like kind of make it seem like you know of course it's not my fault because it's not (laughs) and there's a a few murmurs and and glances around uh the crowd as you as you mutter that and the uh train speaker goes off again all righty folks we are in sharn the current time is uh 10.01 p.m uh please watch your step as you disembark the train and have a wonderful night and then wait i thought we were getting off the train at 11 wow oh we're an hour early (laughs) how good (laughs) can i not math can i not math yeah it was 11 i think god damn it (laughs) it's okay (laughs) time zones (laughs) there's another announcement immediately after that i'm sorry folks (laughs) i need to uh get my watch fixed (laughs) No, Nico, it's okay, because my flight from England was a full hour faster than it was meant to be, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Alright, then, uh, I, I guess you just got there in record time. <laughs> and, uh, the people begin to shuffle off the train, uh, and you guys are, uh, disembarking onto... What district is this called? I don't remember. The Terminus District. Miki's looking at her, like, pocket watch going, Wow, we're really early. Or my watch is wrong, but either one could be valid. <laughs> you guys are in the Terminus District. It's something that both Miki and, or maybe not so, so much Miki, if you've taken the Lightning Rail a lot, Miki, then you'd be familiar with the Terminus District. Otherwise, you'd be more familiar with Rowan's Gate, which is uh, the, like, road walk into Sharn, not, not via train. Jem, you would probably be familiar with both. Um, and uh, Kitty, you would probably be familiar with both, too. 
as you uh, disembark the train, uh, there is quite a quite a crowd, and uh, there quickly seems to be immediate scanning the crowd. Yeah, the uh, crew seems to be gesturing for more House Orion and also Sean Watch to uh, uh, approach the train, um, and there seems to be a little bit of a crowd. Uh, uh, around the crew as they are gathering and discussing something that is out of earshot to you. Alright, and I'm just going to put my arms around Kitty and Miki and just go, okay ladies, that's our cue. We're walking. We're keeping our heads down. I'm looking at the crowd now that we've disembarked just to make sure again that I don't see anybody I recognize and headed to the Whatever I don't know if walking is the fastest way to where we used to live, or if we need to find some sort of mode. Yeah, walking is probably the most common way uh, you you would be getting around in Sharn, uh, at least to go to Dragonize, because that is not extremely far. Um, if you were crossing to very very far, like I don't know, all the all the way across um, to the the coastal area, then you might I don't know take a take a do they? I don't. I have T TBA on what transportation is available for long distance travel in Shard. <laughs> then we're taking the most direct path, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but you guys would be familiar with the path. And Kitty, uh, could you roll another perception roll? Man, I shouldn't be doing this. I also want to look for anyone, anyone we recognize, or anyone who's paying too much attention. Yeah, Gem, you too. Thirteen for Kitty. Is there anyone I recognize, but not in a bad way? <laughs> yeah, you can roll perception too. 16. 16? I was just feeling really left out, okay? <laughs> I want to be looking too! <laughs> that is an 18. Yeah, Miki and Jem, uh, you notice that um, as you guys are parting from the train itself, there is a half-orc uh, lady, um, a, a little ways off, that seems to be idling around in the, uh, not immediately in, like, the loading-unloading zone, but, like, nearby. Um, and kind of zones in on, on, uh, one of you guys. You're not sure who. Probably not Kitty. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Can she even see her? <laughs> either, either you or Miki, um, uh, and it starts to be making their way, uh, towards you. In, in, in what looks like a, like a, kind of a, a, a uniform of some sort um, and is carrying a, a quite a large crate uh, like strapped to their side like a large wooden crate <laughs> do we recognize the uniform what does she look like and what is she wearing is she hot <laughs> <laughs> how tall is she and what is her star sign Nico how old is she? <laughs> <laughs> I can't prepare this time. I wrote down her age and her height. We need all the details. What's it called? Uh, there, there was that was a lot of questions. Uh, <laughs> Star sign. I'll, I'll go with more description. So as she's approaching you guys, um, uh, are you guys? She's not moving particularly fast. Uh. You could probably outwalk her if if you wanted to. She looks like a Libra. <laughs> Are you guys going to uh, outwalk her or slow your pace or keep pace? Um, well, what's the uniform? From a distance, um, it seems like a, some sort of worker's uniform. 
with this distance between you and her, uh, you can't make out any particular symbols on her uniform. Hmm. But not a card. Wait, and she's definitely made eye contact with us? Yes, she is looking square at you. Uh, Miki's inborn. Is she our Uber driver? What was your question right now? Is she our Uber driver? <laughs> <laughs> Miki's inborn sense of etiquette makes her slow down. Not stop, but just slow down enough that this woman doesn't have to, like, haul ass after them. Yeah. Jem's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> As she continues to get closer to you, uh, you do recognize, probably, Jem would know this on site. Uh-oh. Uh, everyone else is a gamble. You would know that this is, uh, that the uniform she wears is a courier uniform for, uh, House Orion. Okay, we're good. And, uh, she seems to be carrying, like, like a two-and-a-half tube wooden crate. And, uh, as she gets closer, you can tell that she's staring at Miki. Um, she has, she, she looks younger as, as you, you, as she's closer, you can see her better. Uh, she seems younger. Um, she is 6'1", uh, with a medium gray, gray, uh, skin and, uh, a straight light brown bob. She's got cool gray eyes and a square jaw. Just had to come in with that one inch. When she, like, makes direct eye contact with me, I'll just slow down and walk towards her. Yeah, uh, and as you you walk towards her, she uh, is holding um, a slip of paper and, like, uh, a journal and says, You're Miki? Yes, I am. I have a package for you. I told that you'd be on this uh, train, and this is for you, and hefts this wooden crate uh, in front of you. It, it has, like, one carrying strap. <laughs> uh, would, would you like it here, or are you going somewhere uh, close by? I can bring it to wherever you're staying, if that's more convenient for you. Well, we're headed to the Wet Eagle Inn at Roan's Gate, so uh, close enough, if you wouldn't mind. Sure, can do. Kitty wide-eyed turns to Jem. Did Miki just get a present? Yeah, I think she did. But I don't know. Oh. Let's wait until she opens it, though. Oh. Presents are cool. You want a present? No, it's okay. <laughs> Insight check! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you can you can roll an insight check. <laughs> Am I supposed to roll something? Seven! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you believe her. <laughs> It's one of those, like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, upon Miki's direction, you detour from heading through uh, Black Arch to Dragon Eyes, uh, instead to go to Rowan's Gate, um, to the Wet Eagle. His name's gonna haunt me for this, this game. <laughs> the campaign. I mean, that's her. I, I assume we're staying at the Wet Eagle, right? Yeah... But I'll need to make that run to my place sooner rather than later. Yeah, we should go there first. Well, no offense. I don't want to carry a large box up and down the streets of Sharn. So... No! Yeah, set it down, let's go. Yeah, we can meet her there in a bit. Oh, can I 
Can I just send it to the what eagle? Or should I like... Nico, how does courier services work? Uh, so as you're asking whether or not you could send it to the, the, the wet eagle, the courier pops up, pipes up and says, whoever sent this package said uh, you should open it immediately. It's very important that it gets to you as soon as possible. Can I just open it here and you take the box away? Uh, I'm sure. It works for me. Okay. Miki will just open the box where they're standing. Yeah, you pry open the, the lid to this crate, and uh, inside the crate, you see uh, a bunch of metal armor. And, <laughs> John, can you, uh, can you describe your entrance? <laughs> what? <laughs> I sure can. You have a kitty entrance, I see. <laughs> Curled up uh, in a ball uh, in, like, full plate armor is just this five-foot little guy. Five foot? He's, like, a lot taller than I thought he would be. <laughs> I got in the box, I was like, okay, so he's, like, eight inches tall. <laughs> I thought he was, like, halfling-sized. <laughs> he's taller than Kitty. Originally, he was going to be, but I had to make him medium-sized, so he has to be big. It's a bigger box, then. It's a bigger box. <laughs> like, barely, barely five foot. Like, maybe 4'11", but says he's five foot. <laughs> Over his armor, he has this dark cloak that's kind of hiding a large... Um, <laughs> probably propped at an awkward angle, he has his large flamberge, which is, uh, like, a long sword with these kind of curved edges. Uh, and he... Un he unravels and stands up and stretches his arms as high as he can go and he goes holy shit dude <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> patches you would not believe how cramped it was in there was it really cheaper to ship yourself as cargo instead of just buying a train ticket I was trying to get some heat off my tail. I figured being shipped through the mail was probably gonna, you know, make me less likely to be followed. Do I want to know? Probably not. And he steps out of the box. What race is this creature? <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell. He's he's in full armor. Y you know, with the full plate armor, it's yeah, it's hard to tell. Oh, so he has like the hat on and everything. The helmet. Yeah, he has he has a helmet on. It has like a faceplate with a bunch of holes in it. As he steps out, he pulls a, a cigarette from his, <laughs> um, like a long, long cigarette from his uh, from his satchel and lights it with a cantrip and sticks it through one of the holes. If you wanted to be indiscreet, I feel like you should have included this in your letter. Because I've literally just opened this box in a large lightning train terminal. Like, you're getting looks, but nobody is stopping. <laughs> Nobody's even pausing in their walk. It's the big city. Anytime someone looks a little too closely, Jem's just gonna go, What are you looking at? Come on, keep, keep walking. You've never <laughs> seen the package before? Get out of here. <laughs> it's the city that never sleeps. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on! And Kitty's gonna rifle through her bag of holding and grab her uh, wood carving tools and will, with an action, create her four-foot-tall anthropomorphic bunny rabbit buddy 
Look! Look! They're made of metal, too! Look! Same! Oh. Um, oh. Mm. Not quite. He's just covered in metal at this point. Patches, this is Gem and me, uh, not Miki. This is Gem <laughs> and Kitty with an IE. Kitty with an IE and Gem? And batteries. And batteries. Kitty with an IE, Gem, and batteries. This is my old friend, Patches. The Sergeant Patches. Jen's going to spit in the palm of her hand and stick it out to shake. Patches tries to spit, but nothing comes out because he's wearing a helmet. <laughs> and then he shakes <laughs> He spits into his helmet. It's about the thought. <laughs> it's bizarre. You hear the spitting noise, and then no spit. Is it like when it hits those, like, uh, spittoons? <laughs> no, no, you don't hear any, uh, like, metal striking, uh, spit striking metal noises. Just nothing. Just the, the puh. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you, Patches. Wonderful to meet you as well. Alright, well now that you're here, Patches, you can do the heavy lifting for us. We're gonna go pick up some things. Oh, for sure. Excellent. And Miki will fish out like a like two silver out of her like money pouch fanny pack shenanigans and hand it to the courier and say thank you. The courier nods and takes the empty box away. <laughs> I wonder if that's the strangest thing she's ever delivered. Nah, probably not. It's not. <laughs> Judging by her deadpan expression the entire time this has happened, probably not. <laughs> this is Sharn. She's not surprised at all. This was exceedingly normal. Welcome to Eberron, baby! <laughs> <laughs> so I heard we were going to the Moist Hawk. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> we are now! <laughs> That's gonna be the title of this episode. <laughs> the whole the voice talk. <laughs> no patches. We're going to the wet eagle. Oh right, of course. I forget which level of moistness and foul is used in that particular name. This is foul. <laughs> I'm assuming we're heading to Jem's place. Yeah, now that you don't have a box to drop off, can we go can I go pick up a few of my things so I actually have possessions again? Is this like a like a casual picking things up or are we heisting? Um just to, you know, I mean patches, this is gonna be a lot of information for you right out of the gate, but I was jilted at the altar. I don't wanna run into my ex. We live together, I want to get my things and I wanna get out. They shouldn't be there. Yeah, I'm hoping. <laughs> Classic ex-lover stealing. I love it. <laughs> it's not stealing if it's mine. Let's go. Recovery. Did you leave the altar and get right onto the train? I was so embarrassed because I was jilted. There were a bunch of people there. I didn't want to be seen. Panicked. We ran. We got on the train. I don't have my things. Do you think he's in the city now? Or do you think they're in the city now? Sorry. They better not be. Shouldn't be. Wait, did you get married here or somewhere else? 
No, I, well, I never got married, to be fair. Um, but I was supposed to get married and wrote. It was a destination wedding. Oh, I see. Wait, that's your definition of a destination wedding? I mean, it's a destination, isn't it? <laughs> and a wedding. <laughs> exactly. Fair. You know, we've all, we've all been in this exact situation before, so we can go ahead. <laughs> Patches, were you also jilted at the altar and wrote? <laughs> I'd prefer not to talk about it. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. That was insensitive. Speak for yourself. I'm 18. I'm not, I haven't been married yet. Yeah. Patches got jilted incarnate. Ooh, that's worse. As you guys are standing around and speaking, um, there seems to be a, a larger number of Sharnwatch gathering around the train that you have just uh, disembarked from. And they seem to be... And we're going. <laughs> and we're hustling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's walk and talk. Looking around, <laughs> whoever's standing around as you guys are leaving this area. We're walking, talking, getting out of there. <laughs> yeah, we'll fill you in on the other half of our escapades as we're walking patches. Yeah, we play spoons on the train. It's great. I got completely scratched up by Jem's hands. You also scratched me up with your rings. Don't act like you're the only victim here. Well, fair is fair. You were scratching me up first. I can't help that I have nails. And as a tiefling, shouldn't you also have nails? <laughs> I prefer not to break them. I file them down quite short, just to make sure I don't leave a mark on anyone when I have to claw their faces out. All right. Miki is well manicured. It's one of her, her many virtues. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nah, you should leave them claws. Yeah, it'll come in handy. I don't want to leave little claw marks on my Taroka cards, so mm, we avoid the long, long nails. Jem's going to clean out the dirt from under her nails with her teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Okay. As you guys are walking and talking, you uh, begin to approach the Black Arch Garrison District that probably all of you would be somewhat familiar with. um, This is the more militarized area before entering the rest of Sharn, and there usually is a lot of security here. Especially if you are bringing in large amounts of things, usually your uh, one or two passenger or individual travelers um, with like a couple of bags doesn't usually raise enough alarms to get searched. Although you can get hit by one of those random searches in this area, or if you particularly look shady, then you also might get stopped. I feel like we would know how to get around that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. With Reyna's, uh, sorry, not with Reyna, with Jem's <laughs> knowledge, <laughs> it's me staring at the Discord, uh, with Jem's knowledge um, of this general area, we'll say. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say you you know um, a, a different route, and Miki and Sergeant Patches, you are led through uh, a series of strange back alleys and half rooftops. Don't worry about it, I know where we're going. To pass through the, the Black Arch uh, area. And it's it's a bit weird. Um, sometimes you're like crawling under buildings. Sometimes you're hopping from roof to roof. But you take a path that it leaves you relatively unseen by any of the guards in the area. Ubo. As an urchin, I have a feature called City Streets. Uh, City Secrets, sorry. 
you know the secret patterns and flows to cities and can find passages through the urban sprawl that others would miss. When you are not in combat, you and the companions you lead can travel between any two locations in the city twice as fast as your speed would normally allow. All right, let's go. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so you guys, with both Jem's uh, familiarity with the city as well as Kitty's ur- urchin instincts. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you lived in the city for a very long time. <laughs> instincts. <laughs> I just know how they work. You guys, you guys are zooming. <laughs> We got the zoomies. <laughs> we got the zoomies. <laughs> Partway through the travel, I look at Patches. So you're not really made out of metal? No, unfortunately not. Huh. You just became so much more un- uninteresting. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I light another cigarette. The first one's still in my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have two sticking out? <laughs> like antenna? <Yeah. laughs> In two different directions. Miki winks at Kitty and goes, Oh no, once he takes off the armor, you'll be very interested again. Ooh, okay. What are you... What are you winking for? I'll make it sound weirdly sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what? (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't realize this was your man, Miki. (laughs) I'm not trying to hit on him. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not stepping on beats here. Uh, no, you're. Mm, Mickey just looks at Patches and is like, "No, oh, I didn't want it to be interpreted that way." Oh my god! <laughs> if I had the capacity to gag, I would do so. <laughs> you're the one who jilted him at the altar, aren't you? No, that was um, one of our coworkers. It was a political marriage. No, oh, yeah, I know the feeling. My condolences. It's good that you were jolted then. I mean, political in that we then all had to take sides in the company. I don't know how to respond to that. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, you have another uh, awkward, maybe 10 minutes of walking left. uh, And we will pick up in Dragon Eyes um, after a five minute break. Hey, welcome to the intermission. Thank you so much for listening this far. Are you having a hard time visualizing the characters? Or maybe you just want some fun facts about the players, characters, and Dungeon Master? Then you can check us out on Beholding Out for a Hero on Instagram and twitter.com slash bofapodcast. That's twitter.com slash b-o-f-a-h podcast. And now, let's find out about this cool new character that uh, someone cool is probably... Uh, uh, playing. They're probably uh, back to the action. So we are picking up where the the party of of four now is arriving in Dragonize, the Dragonize district. Something very familiar to both Jem and Miki, having spent a lot of time here. As you make your way to, uh, I forget where did I put. Where did you put me? Where did I put the apartment? Not in the moist hawk. <laughs> <laughs> also, as we are walking, I'm scanning furiously. Yeah, go ahead and roll a perception check. Mm-hmm, same. 
Kitty's gonna look to see if anybody's watching them. Yeah, go ahead and roll perception check as well, Kate. That's gonna be a natural 20. Nice. Nice. For 26. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Holy crap. <clears throat> Kitty got a 6. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty, uh, having not been here for two two hot seconds uh, while you were in rote, uh, you are once again distracted by the dazzling lights. <laughs> Kitty's distracted by the shinies. They added a 7-Eleven. <laughs> Ooh, shiny. Sorry, a fantasy 7-Eleven. <laughs> Kitty's like explaining things while taking them down the fast path and like and that's where you can get the really good cookies and that's where the meat's the freshest and like it's all food related basically or like tech like tinkering related like this is where you can get the really good metals if you want to build a little bit of uh uh and she's just gone off gem as for you um Uh-oh. you know that walking through this district you th- there's always people watching uh but you get a feeling beyond that that you are being watched oh do i know where can i see anyone i'm gonna like try and like not look panicked but like uh looking around you you do not catch anyone specifically familiar that's that doesn't mean anything <laughs> 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 considering <laughs> Anyone, anyone paying more than even, like, a second's glance towards us. Upon a secondary glance, uh, you don't catch anyone that stands out to you in particular. Oh, boy. (laughs) Jem, is there anyone in particular we should be looking out for? You know, uh, even if I told you, it wouldn't do anything. It doesn't matter. Just keep walking and keep your head down. Okay. You make it to um, your apartment by the river uh, on the southern end of Dragon Eyes fairly quickly uh, and without any immediate trouble besides the feeling of being watched, which uh, seems to fade as you approach the apartment. Okay. Did we pass by um, the, 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 the one brothel question mark? I don't remember where I put it in relation to everything else. Let me check. I think I was, like, relatively close. Da, 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 da. Where did I put that information? Oh my god, a brothel. I could really go for some soup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the soup store. <laughs> oh, where? Do, how do I organize this document? Where? Tell me the location. Tell me where it is. Of course, I never organize anything with consistency. In your 60-page notes. So I have to read the entire paragraph. It's only 30 pages, thank you. (laughs) My other document is close to 50 pages. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think the brothel is close to where Nix's place is. Yeah, I don't think anything's immediately... Close by. Okay, then don't worry about it. Let's go. Let's keep hoping it. <laughs> All right. So you uh, enter the building and go up to the correct floor of uh, where you remember Nix's place to be. This area is what you remember it to be. 
And again, as you approach this area, the feeling of being watched um, had died down. Okay. I don't, do you have the keys to your place? You probably have the keys to your place still. <laughs> I mean, we must have a spare, right? <laughs> Time to pick those locks. Would Kitty have had a, a spare? Because she would have been coming in and out pretty often. Yes. Does Kitty have a key to my apartment in her bag of holding? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like both Kitty and Jem would be less like... I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like they would be less likely to carry a spare and more likely just pick the lock if they didn't have the key. <laughs> true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Let's just break into my own place. It was mostly just that, like, would Nyx have given Kitty a spare? Um, probably not. Because because you, you would just pick the lock if you wanted to come in. Because mm, also, you know, like, we were engaged, so I don't really want an 18-year-old <laughs> creeping around. <laughs> Kitty third-wheeling that hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kitty definitely would have just burst in without knocking. <laughs> so. I know, that's the problem, yeah. but that's why you don't have a spare. <laughs> yeah, it takes you like two seconds longer to get in. <laughs> At least we have a warning. <laughs> Let's try to get in. Yeah, easy enough. Uh, it's a lock you picked before. It, you open it without issue. Picked it once, <laughs> I'll pick it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have time, too. Mickey's like... You guys don't have the key to your own apartment? I don't even have... I have nothing. I got my rocks in her bag, and that's it. I don't even have a spare set of clothes to change into. Do you think I got keys? As I'm, like, kneeling on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess I assumed... I actually don't know your two's relationship very well, but I kind of assumed you just have an extra everything in her bag. No, because... Hey, I offered, and she was like, nah, it'll be fine. I don't need to put my stuff in your bag. Yeah. Yeah. Quite honestly, I'm not even sure if this is your house. (laughs) I swear I live here. I really, really do. Oh, no, I don't mind either way. I'm just not sure. Yeah, Miki leans over to Patches and goes, I'd give it a 45% chance at this point. (laughs) That's so low. Well, you know, I probably don't live here anymore, but I did live here. My stuff is still here. And soon enough, you do get the the door open. And um, as you enter uh, the, the apartment, it is dark. But I have dark vision. Yeah. Go ahead and make a perception check. Yeah, I know. I don't trust nobody. (laughs) Nothing and nobody. I know this is my house, but I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Gotta be real. That's gonna be 23. 23? Very nice. With your dark vision, um, as as you... Are you peeking in or are you fully stepping in? I always forget to check for traps. <laughs> I'm good at my job. You never expect it on the door that you deal with the most. Uh, so yeah, she's just gonna burst in, you know? She's gonna full-on, like, slam the door open and just take a look around. Alrighty. With the door fully open. Uh, who has dark vision who doesn't have dark vision? Does everyone have dark vision? I have dark vision. Kitty... 
as the human she is, definitely has dark vision. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, her eyes glow in the dark, because that's a normal human thing to do. <laughs> exactly. Patches? Uh, Sergeant Patches, as the being that he is, does not have dark vision. Okay, so everyone but Patches. <laughs> you can see quite clearly the dark interior of uh, this apartment is uh, largely how Kitty and Jem remember it. Uh, Miki, this is your t- first time seeing it. It's uh, for where you are, it's probably uh, the nicest apartment you've been in uh, in this area quite easily. And uh, immediately what catches your eye is there is there are large glass windows with a sliding door to uh, a balcony area that overlooks the uh, river. And you can see soft moonlight pouring in from these large windows. And there is a outline of a man standing in the room. He is currently facing you two. No! <laughs> <laughs> He's currently facing everyone. And as soon as the, the door slams open, you realize that someone is standing there. Soon after... Um, the lamp by, uh, nearby where this, uh, man is standing turns on, and you see another woman sitting in, uh, the two chairs, uh, one of the two chairs by the, the large glass windows, also waiting for you. Let me (laughs) describe them for you, as I scroll to the right page. How old are they? (laughs) (laughs) And what their heights are? Yes, I have them. I have them both. (laughs) Hair color? Eye color? Star sign. And are they hot? How hard are they from a scale of 1 to 10? Favorite geometrical shape. Alrighty. <laughs> oh, we need a new one. We need a new one. What is their favorite type of dog? <laughs> oh, God. Favorite food. I'm gonna... Home address. <laughs> I'm going to need more information on every NPC that you guys... Three wacky numbers on the back of their credit card. <laughs> All right. What's the PIN number? Bank account number? Social security number? <laughs> so, Jem. Where uh, were they born? <laughs> you uh, recognize the, the man that's standing there to be light, um, or uh, more often in this form called Victoro, uh, who is currently a human man standing at 5'11", um, about late 30s, with a, with a bulky frame. Next to this man, seated in one of the armchairs, is a 40-year-old, uh, 40-ish woman, human woman. I'll give you her height anyway, even though she's seated. <laughs> she's 5'6". She's and has uh, dark shoulder-length hair that's got a uniform slight curl in it. She's pretty, but plain, uh, and doesn't have a particularly memorable face. She wears a silky blouse and a pencil skirt with a matching jacket. And I recognize the woman as well? You do not recognize the woman. Okay, got it. Sorry. Does Kitty recognize Light? Yes, Kitty, you would also know who Light is. Would Patches recognize Light? <laughs> Patches, you don't know that anybody is here. <laughs> Just because he's a fan of Death Note? <laughs> After a moment of standing here and had, like looking where everyone else is looking, you do see that there is like a, a human silhouette in the room who you assume to be a person. You can't make out any details, but you assume that somebody is there. Is something dramatic happening? 
I want to participate. A little bit. You said she turned the, the lamp on, right? Oh yeah, she did turn the light on. She turned the light, the, the woman uh, in the seat turned the light on, so Patches, you would be able to see everyone. Vicky! <laughs> the woman speaks up. Hello, Jem. You can call me Mrs. Colville. We've met before, but not quite like this. Vicky, hey! <sighs> now listen, you two. I'm just here to get my stuff and get out. Don't stand in my way. I thought I would chat with you personally as to avoid any miscommunications. Your friends are welcome to wait outside. I won't take up too much of your time. Mm-mm. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, do you mind if we stay here with her? Any private information that Jem would not like to disclose is up to her, I suppose. As she looks at you expectantly. Don't go spilling things, and I won't tell them things they don't need to know. That's why I asked for them to wait outside. And what does my involvement in this have anything to do with them? Huh? Like, I'm just here to get my stuff and go. No need to overreact, Jem. I'm just here for a short chat. About what? Please take a seat. And uh, she motions and Victoria pulls up a chair for, for you um, near where she is seated. Kitty's gonna brush her fingers along batteries and cast, use her magical tinkering ability to make a big fart cloud smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna walk up. I'm gonna acknowledge Kitty and nod a little bit, but I'm gonna walk up and put one leg on the chair next to the lady, Mrs. Colville. I'm gonna lean in and I'm gonna say, don't tell me what to do in my own damn house. Well, it's not really yours, is it? It could be. I'll pour her a drink, dear, um, and Victoria pours you a glass of wine. Mm-mm, not taking it. Can I cast uh, Detect Poison and Disease? <laughs> sure. Is there any poison in the wine, other than the normal amount of poison that wine is? <laughs> <laughs> so as you uh, begin to cast, you see Victoria's eyes immediately lock onto you, but uh, you finish casting the spell. There is no poison in the wine uh, glass or on the bottle. You're safe. I'm still not taking it. <laughs> we'll just buy you better wine at the inn. Yeah, I'm gonna need it. And she crosses her, her hands uh, over her lap. I just wanted to let you know that we are still open to you in a business capacity. While I think it would be best in your best interest to avoid contact with Nick's for now, it would be bad business to toss away every opportunity due to personal drama. Don't you agree? And what if I wanted to take a leave of absence? Well, you've given us plenty to work with. And if I left, could I ever come back? If you intend on refraining from bringing more of your personal life into our business, then we have no problem with working with you. However, if you are to cause trouble, you can expect some in return. And what about what I did cause trouble, hmm? I'm saying it didn't. 
Then why are you here? If I didn't step on any toes in the road, then why are you in my house? I just wanted to make sure that communication was clear and that you were hearing things from me directly. All right. Heard loud and clear. Now get out. We'll be on our way. And uh, she takes another slow sip of wine as she puts puts down the glass and motions for um, Victoria to follow her out. Bye, Vicky! I'm gonna just mad dog him. Vicky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for short for Victoria. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> oh! Oh! I was like, who is Vicky? <laughs> name is Colville. <laughs> uh, uh, with, with that, yeah, he'll, he'll give you a, a wave as he's leaving. <laughs> and with that, the, the door is shut and you're alone in your apartment. Kitty will turn to Mickey. He was always nice to me. <laughs> he gave me free meat. That you turned into jerky? Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. That's nice of him. Well, nobody else wanted to eat it, so. Was it, like, bad? Gem, are you alright? Just sorry you had to see that. Family drama. You know how it is. That's okay, we're getting out of here. Are you related to her? <laughs> no, my ex was, in a way. DM, would, would Kitty have met enough of the people in the group to have an inkling of who that was? You, yeah, Kitty, you would probably know because light is there. Light doesn't just follow everyone around. Okay. I might need that DM to me, because out of character, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll DM it to you. Yeah, but I didn't recognize the woman at all. No. <laughs> that's what That's what I'm asking. Like, could we assume who that yeah, was based yeah. off of? Yeah. Yeah. I can DM it to both of you guys if you are uncertain. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh... I mean, I have my suspicions, but... <laughs> that was pretty stressful. Any, uh, anyone need a smoke? <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> That's one over. I, I light up a smoke for you, and I light one up for me, and I put it in my helmet. <laughs> the third one sticking out. Miki just, like, rolls her eyes and then takes the two extraneous ones out of Patch's helmet and goes, Still not how you do it. I'll figure it out. So Kitty's just going to start packing what she knows is gem stuff into the bag of holding. Yeah, let's go. Let's get out of here. You want to, like, break something before we go? Uh, nah. Probably better not to. Yeah, it's okay. Nick's, you know, for all their flaws, they're not that bad, so it's not them. Um, alright. I was going to suggest you do something minorly passive-aggressive, like... Take lipstick and write on the mirror? Unmake the bed. Remove all the toilet paper from the house? Ooh. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's... That's good. I'll do that. <laughs> do you want me to make it so that... It just stinks a lot when they finally come home? Sure. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the toilet paper situation in Eberron, but 
I'm going to leave two sheets on the roll. <laughs> Actually, just like one full like go around, so it's like four sheets, and then I'm going to take the rest. <laughs> sure. <laughs> could you could you roll like a roll a roll a d10 for me? A d10, sure. Let me get one out though. Sorry. A ten. Uh, you have ten rolls of toilet paper. Woohoo! People in early 2020 are salivating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that Kitty has been in this apartment enough that she knows the little nooks and crannies that she can fit in that potentially a regular sized being cannot. So she's going to pull out like a small pebble and use her magical tinkering to make that smell like the rankest fart. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, fit it into that tiny nook that's going to be super hard for anybody to reach. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. The apartment smells like farts. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I don't know how long it'll last, but it'll sink in here for a little bit. That's all that matters. Well, now that that's been done, can we leave? Yeah, let's go. Oh, did Jim change back into her normal clothes? Yeah, can I change? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, you can change. Alright. Just gonna, like, full-on, like, strip in the middle of the living room. Just leave it. Like, I don't care. <laughs> oh, wait, no, those are my clothes. Oh, right. Sorry. Well, they're on the floor now. <laughs> I will just pick them up when you're done stripping. Yeah. To the drenched raptor! <laughs> That's definitely better than the voice talk. <laughs> That's an upgrade. Patches. <laughs> Patches that's still not right. No, you know what? I'm going to write it down. <laughs> I would rather stay at the drenched raptor than the wet hawk. Sorry, wet eagle. <laughs> wet eagle. Right, that one. Patches, which version are you writing down? I got wet hawk. I think that's wrong. <laughs> Hang on. It's better than soggy chicken. I've been there, actually. <laughs> Damp duck. <laughs> now that you have all your stuff, Gem, you can finally equip all of your equipment. Please! <laughs> <laughs> can I please have my stuff back? Okay. Oh my god, that's the last time I go to a wedding unprepared. <laughs> Are you equipping like a sword or anything? Hmm? Are you a uh, what kind of weapons are you equipping? Hand axe, long sword, short bow, short sword, <laughs> a dagger. As as you're just loading up on all this equipment, Patches is just like looking at each piece and being like, "That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good." <laughs> Who's your supplier? You got some nice some nice kit. Ah, uh, you you don't want to ask. Patches, have you acquired any new equipment lately? I do, but I'm not entirely sure how I'm carrying it. <laughs> Kitty's just like, I did, and she'll pull out the pistol again. Jesus! Because I would say, if you want, it's plausible because of, of how Patches is. It's plausible that you are just stuffing everything into your suit of armor. <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole halberd in here. <laughs> Are there, like, 
four handles just sticking out of his neck. <laughs> so, uh, is the party headed back to uh, the wet eagle? <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> the glistening goose. <laughs> oh, that's worse. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've started something terrible. You have, you have, and it's gonna continue. Wait. The humid heron. Ugh. Oh, oh no. good. I can smell that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did somebody already say damp duck? I'm sure someone said damp yeah, duck. Yeah, yeah I think somebody said duck. damp duck. Are we all on thesaurus.com? <laughs> <laughs> I told you, thesaurus.com breaks my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The waterlogged cassowary. <laughs> <laughs> What's a cassowary? It's bas- It's just like, what if a dinosaur? It's kind of what if a dinosaur. Oh, that's it? That's the end of the sentence? <laughs> <laughs> They're nasty, dude. They're scary. It sounds like a John Steinbeck novel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and as we walk, I'm... I'm keeping an eye on everything. Oh, before we do that, uh, while we leave, Kitty's gonna reach into her bag... And see if there's anything sweet in there. Like a candy or something. Yeah, go, go ahead and uh, roll a d20. Nine. You have a cookie. A singular cookie. I pull out the cookie and I will, like, discreetly slide it into Jem's hand. Aww. I'm just gonna... <sighs> Thanks, kid. I'm gonna toss her hair... So we close the door and, you know, I just, I just eat the cookie as we walk. I want this behind me. It's a cookie from the wedding. Uh, it's, it's a little bit stale, but still good. Kitty, why would you give this to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I had that wasn't stale. <laughs> it is the only thing that you have that's not stale. Or jerky. <laughs> <laughs> or jerky. Oh my god, that was this morning. <laughs> jerky is just stale by design. Yeah, I don't think you want my jerky. Also, the saturated parakeet. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a species. <laughs> it just sounds like it's brighter, like brightly colored, because <laughs> it's saturated. Oh, that's fair. It's right next to the soggy chicken. <laughs> <laughs> They're girlfriends. <laughs> I gotta make the soggy chicken a restaurant in this area. <laughs> I really hope the soggy chicken is like hibachi. I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> I feel like Kitty would have frequented the soggy chicken. <laughs> Excellent breadsticks. <laughs> oh no, it's their olive garden. <laughs> As we walk around, Nico, are there any soggy chicken chain restaurants around us? <laughs> Um, roll, roll, roll a, roll a perception check. Oh, boy. Well, that was a nat one. Oh, no. <laughs> so I don't know if that means there is or there isn't. You are so certain that there was one here, uh, but you can't seem to remember where it is. All these streets look the same. Oh, but I'm just really hungry now. I could really go for lots of waffles. Oh, Kitty would probably know where it is if, if it's on the way to the wet hawk. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You you would probably know uh, this area pretty well, Kitty. Uh, and you quickly redirect the group to a soggy chicken um, store. <laughs> Do they have, like, pictures of the food outside that look, like, absolutely amazing? And then you go inside and it looks like someone stepped on it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Not, not quite as bad as, like mcdonald's like advertisements versus like what you get but like uh it's it's definitely a letdown from from what they have advertised on the outside of the store i recommend the titular soggy chicken (laughs) it's better than it sounds (laughs) wait patches have you eaten it before i did once (laughs) how did that go i can eat a little bit as a treat where does it come out it doesn't. Patches, no. I just really quick. I want to say, Nico asked me these exact questions in preparation for this moment. Yes, I was like, someone's going to ask if Patches poops. You need to know. <laughs> you know what? It's been a long day. I've been in the crate. I'll get an order of soggy chicken, please. Yeah, uh, you guys can all place with your- some fantasy coleslaw. <laughs> you can all place your your orders of uh, whatever chain restaurant um food you want the (laughs) the uh titular soggy chicken that is served is a uh, chicken sandwich with a buffalo sauce uh that that makes the fried chicken a little bit soggy when eaten fresh it's pretty good when you uh when you let it sit for a little while and eat it in a couple hours it is like the name says soggy so do they make everything in the morning and just let it rest no uh they they typically have everything pre-prepared and they fry stuff when either there's like a large income of people or when people order it they they prepare it upon request yeah since it's fairly late in the night they'll probably prepare it upon request uh at this point you know i actually i used to be a manager at a soggy chicken (laughs) I think the workers here would know to make kitties a little raw. Uh, I'll say you guys are still in Dragon Eyes, and they recognize Kitty, and they don't think it's unusual that she's coming this late in the night or no ordering. Raw chicken? You're gonna get salmonella. (laughs) But you don't know what Kitty eats normally. Nah, she'll be fine. Don't worry about it. She's just not built like other humans. So are we eating here, or are we getting it to go? Are we also, like, are we that group of drunk people who go to a Denny's at 2 in the morning? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's getting to that hour. <laughs> it's fairly <laughs> empty. There's, like, two workers there. Um, <laughs> Do they look as dead on the outside as they feel on the inside? Yeah, more or less. It's probably about, I don't know, midnight at this point. As we're all sitting around, I, I guess at, like, a booth or something... Patches kind of eyes around to see who else is here and determining that there's there's few enough people that it's okay. He pops off his helmet and underneath is the head of a bright pink teddy bear. I was wondering when you were going to take that off. Kitty's eyes go wide. Uh, you know, I was just thinking there wasn't a body in there. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty leans forward. I love pink. 
And you know what? That's what we'll pick up next time. <laughs> hey, congrats on finishing episode three, and thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed it, check out our socials, twitter.com slash bofa podcast and beholding out for a hero on Instagram. Also, consider rating us five stars, leaving a comment on your podcast platform of choice, and telling your own D&D party about us. Since we're an amateur podcast, we'd love for you guys to spread the word. We want to thank Wizards of the Coast for creating the framework of Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition that we're playing with, and Keith Baker for coming up with the world of Aberon that we're playing in. As well, we'd also like to thank Reyna's cat Rocco for moral support. The Holding Out for a Hero releases bi-weekly, and you can find us mostly wherever podcasts are found. We can't guarantee we'll release it everywhere, but we did our best. We'll see you back here in two weeks for episode four.